Welcome to the Steelers Fix Podcast, a part of the Steel Curtain Network from Fans First Sports. Here on the Fix, we talk all things Steelers with a focus on roster building and player development. My name is Jeremy Betts, and joining me as always, my good friend, Andrew Wilbar. Andrew, how's it going today? It's going all right. The season is finally here. We got college football that's now in not full swing, but we're getting there by the time we talk next week. We will have a, an official week of college football down, which I cannot wait. And that means starting next week, we're going to bring back some two-minute drills with some draft yeah. analysis. And then uh, following week, your fantasy football analysis Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. We will roll back into those. It's exciting. Um, are you on board with this whole uh, college football week zero stuff <laughs> that's going on? If they actually had good games, yes. Yeah. But they don't. It was uh it was uh one bath. <laughs> yeah. Um good grief. It was it was rough. Um you know, so obviously by the time by the time you're listening to this, uh, which should be Tuesday afternoon, um, and then any f- day following, uh the Steelers will have made the majority of their cuts um to get down to fifty three man roster. And uh, there's going to be some some movement going on. Uh, but there was a trade over the weekend um, that we haven't yet discussed. And I just wanted to get, Andrew, your just real quick brief thoughts on Kevin Dotson being traded to the Rams. Was this a good move in your opinion? And do you like the compensation? I think it's a fair move. I think this definitely opens the door for Kendrick Green to still be able to make a roster spot as well. Spencer Anderson, who has played really well during the preseason, I think – I think Spencer Anderson, this is a move that makes Spencer Anderson a guy who's going to make the 53-man roster. But as it pertains to the trade itself, I think it was fair value. The Steelers didn't gain any picks, but they did move up, and they had an opportunity to move up in the fourth, from the fifth to the fourth next year, and then the sixth to the fifth the following year. So considering that it's a guy who's really just hasn't been able to cut it since his first year, I think I think it makes sense for both parties. I think he needs a fresh start, and I think the Steelers were ready to move on from him anyways. So overall, I think you do what you can get. And, and when you look at it from the Rams' perspective, they have a need along the offensive line. They do. And Kevin Dotson, while he hasn't been great all the time, we have seen good football out of him. And if you're the Rams, you got to be looking at this like, you know, maybe we got ourselves a starter and didn't even have to give up any draft picks. We just had to yeah. move back a little bit on a couple day three picks. So I think for both sides, this makes a lot of sense, especially concerning you have an aging quarterback and an offense that is run first. And we know Kevin Dotson likes to play like a road grader. He didn't yes. always play like that in Pittsburgh, but that is his traditional innate style of play. Maybe he can get back to that in Los Angeles and maybe Sean McVay can rejuvenate uh, him and encourage him to remain in better football shape, both mentally and physically. We shall see great analysis from Andrew Wilbar there. Um, Stick around to the second half of the show. Before we dive into our topic for today, I just wanted to give a quick preview um, of something coming up. If you are a regular listener of the Steelers fix podcast, then uh, you might not have heard this yet. So uh, stick around because in the second half of the show, we're going to be giving you information on a contest that could literally change your life (laughs) Uh, for one week. That is Um, we're going to be giving away some tickets to a week one game. Uh, So stick around, figure out how to enter that contest. We will have that in the second half of the show, the information for you there. And um, 
And we will move on to the topic of today at this point. Um, Andrew, it's going to be fun. We're going to rank the Steelers in the AFC North, so all the AFC North teams, by position here and uh, kind of give our thoughts on the on the AFC North rosters as we approach the regular season and uh, kind of our AFC North preview before we jump into prediction week, which will be next week. Um, so let's talk uh, some of this AFC North uh, stuff here. We're going to rank, like I said, by position. We're going to jump right into the quarterbacks. And there's a lot of uh, polarizing players in this division as far as quarterbacks go. Um, this might be uh, – this is one of the few spots where we agreed on the on the top position. We'll, we'll get through uh, all of these uh, positions, obviously. But let's – starting with the quarterbacks, we both had the Bengals. Obviously, Joe Burrow uh, is the man, a top three or four quarterback in the NFL. Some people say two, top two quarterback in the NFL. So that's – um you know, uh, the Bengals are set there, but go ahead and give us how you rank the rest of the AFC North quarterbacks here. Uh, and just kind of a brief summary of how you got there. And then I'll give my rankings as well. Well, our own Brian Anthony Davis actually has Joe Burrow as the number one quarterback in the entire NFL, which oh, I would not go that far. Oh, bad. That's bad. That's yeah. Just bad. Very bad, <laughs> but we love you bad at the same time. Uh, I I'm, I am going to put him as the best quarterback in the division. So I have to put the Bengals here. And this is the one position where depth really doesn't matter that much. Yeah. You know, we're not judging off of the backup quarterbacks. Well, that means their quarterback room's better. Really doesn't matter at quarterback position. If any of these guys go down with injury, most likely these teams are not going to make a Super Bowl run. Blatantly put. I still think Deshaun Watson has a lot of good football in him. And I think we see a bounce back Ooh. year this year. Maybe not quite to the level what we saw in Houston, but I still think overall he can be a better quarterback if he at a hundred percent with the rush shaken off better than both Lamar Jackson as a passer and a second year, Kenny Pickett, who I think is going to improve greatly. Uh, but we've seen Deshaun Watson play at a high level for a little bit longer period of time than we have Kenny Pickett. And that's why I have the Steelers at number three and yes, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens Ooh. finish at fourth. I'm sorry, quarterback. You still got to be able to pass the ball. Yeah. If, if you, if we're talking about rushing and you put it, you, you incorporate that toward the running game, we could go with Baltimore here. But yeah. when we're going by quarterback specifically, the most important thing is the passing game. And while we've seen a little bit of improvement from Lamar Jackson, I don't think it's enough for him to, to succeed greatly in Todd Monken's offense. We'll see what happens, but not much can change with the Ravens offense with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. If they try to change everything up, they could be in for a rough, rough season. I sure hope so <laughs> as a yeah. Steelers fan. Um, but I'm going to, I think just philosophically coming at it from a different angle. Um, I'm looking at the playmakers here. Um, so I, I had Bengals first um, and then I went ahead and put Lamar Jackson second. He's been there, done that. He's a former MVP. Um, I would say behind Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, this is the third most explosive playmaker at the quarterback position in the NFL. And oh, the big reason for that is his ability to, to run the football. Um, but I still think like some of his strengths are uh, making throws on the run, uh, keeping his eyes downfield. Um, he's not a, a great pure passer that if we were ranking these pure passers, then yeah, he would be last in this list for sure. 
Um, but I just think the pedigree of what he's done at the NFL level and, you know, he's won ball games for, for the Ravens on the sheer will of his legs. And uh, it's not to say he can't throw. He He's, I mean, he's got 35 touchdown passes in a season up on the board in a, in an offense, obviously that was, tr- that was trying to put people in a position where you had to shut down the run. Uh, and so the pass game just opened up. That was his MVP year. Um, so I'm going to go Bengals, Ravens, Steelers. Uh, I like Kenny Pickett uh, to take a jump this year. And I do think Deshaun Watson, who I have, and the Browns in last place here, I do think he takes a leap, uh, not maybe back to where he was, but he'll be better than he was last year for sure in those in that six-game spread. I just like Kenny Pickett to take a, a really big leap this year and join that upper echelon of <laughs> excuse me, quarterbacks. Uh, this season so any pushback for me Andrew before we move on to the next position not enough to put up an argument all right and at the end uh hit us up or hit me up on Twitter tell me who uh who you liked well last week we decided it was Twix didn't we that was what we decided uh so Twitter slash x whatever you call it we call it Twix here on the Steelers fix um you can hit me up there and tell me uh, obviously that you liked my rankings better than, than Andrew Wilbarson. I'll pass that on to him. So <laughs> uh, just like uh, you like Ohio state better than Michigan. That, that's how it goes around. Don't open that can of worms today. Okay. We'll, we'll move on then. <laughs> Let's talk about the running backs, Andrew. This is the only one that we were four for four. Uh, so are you sure talk- about that? Yeah. Four for four. I think uh, this is the only one where I did not, completely disagree with your analysis 100 <laughs> percent. okay i think we do have I, on pass rush i think pass rush when we get there later i think we oh, okay i see but, that now absolutely okay. but yes browns one of two yes the, the nick chubb is enough but yeah. the fact that they just added pierre strong through trade and then you yes, add in huge. jerome ford who people forget that he's still a really good running back he's injured right now but when he comes back that's a good three-headed monster I would honestly, because of the youth behind Nick Chubb, I would take that over Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. And that sure. may not be a popular opinion, but I like that better. Uh, Steelers with Najee Harrison, Jalen Warren, and if Anthony McFarlane can be a half of what he was like in the preseason, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's some value there as our RB3. And uh, th- then I go with Baltimore because of the depth. They have not a big Melvin Gordon guy at this point in his career, not a Gus. Yeah. I-, I like Gus Edwards is okay as a number two, but none of their guys have a bunch of versatility. Even Justice Hill isn't a natural hands catcher of the football. Yeah. So I don't like their versatility, but I do like the depth they have in terms of true running backs. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati asked to finish in last just because there's no clear option behind Joe Mixon. I love Chase Brown. I think he's going to be that guy, but – he has to be healthy himself yeah. and be able to prove that he can handle a heavy workload. I know that they uh, dedicated this year to Mixon and Chris Evans, not a Michigan guy I'm proud of. So I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't really associate myself much with Chris Evans. So for that reason, I have Cincinnati in last. All right. I'll just give quick thoughts since we both have the same ranking here um, on each one. Yeah. Nick Chubb is, he's to me the best running back in, in the NFL. Yeah. Um. And, you know, you, you have guys who might fight for that crown, but Chubb is, is just incredible. I think he's underutilized as a pass catcher. I think he could be utilized better there and he might be. So this year we'll see Um. the Steelers. That is a dynamic duo ready to break out. I hope they do so this year. Love that. 
The Ravens have one of the most efficient runners when he's healthy in football in J.K. Dobbins. I think he was averaging six-plus yards a carry when he was healthy last season. That's ridiculous. Uh, Greg Roman offense, obviously, so that plays into it. But still, hyper-efficiency. And then this is the end for Joe Mixon this year. This is it. I believe that, especially with the Bengals, if he goes somewhere else and maybe has a one-year renaissance or something like that, that would be all I would expect out of Joe Mixon. So I'm not relying on him in fantasy football. You shouldn't either. That's just my free advice there. Andrew, let's go to a quick break here. On the flip side of the break, we're going to tell you contest information, and we're going to get to more AFC North position rankings right after this word from our sponsor. All right, welcome back to the Steelers Fix. Have we got some news for you? We're going to dive into this giveaway that we're doing on fansfirstsports.com. Let me read it off to you because it's well-written and deserves, deserves the ad read, if you will, here. Attention, sports fans. Are you a fan of an NFL team? Doesn't have to just be Steelers. Would you love to attend your favorite team's week one game? Well, you are in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four, count them, four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice. And Andrew, this is the kicker right here. Up to $5,000. That is five with three zeros after it. $5,000. Those are some prime seats. Any any game you want. So uh, here's the rules. The rules to enter are simple. Step one, go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. That's contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information on that page. And then step two, find us on Facebook. Hit up the old Facebook app and like our page. That's all you got to do. Contest.fansfirstsports.com. Fill out the form and then like our page on Facebook. That's it. Once you've done that, you have been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. Cowboys? Niners and Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, eh. you know, why would you want to do that? But you can if you want to. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. The contest does end on September 4th, so mark your calendars and get it done beforehand. Contest.fansforsports.com. Looking forward to announcing the winner in time for a week one matchup. Andrew, we can't enter for this, which is a bummer. But um, it's all right because one of our lucky fans and uh, listeners could have a chance to winning a ticket. If you do and you listen to the Steelers fix and this is where you saw it, hit us up. We want to hear from you and we want to know what game you're going to. Hopefully it's Steelers 49ers in week one. All right, let's get back to our rankings, our AFC North position rankings. We're going to jump into the wide receivers now. Andrew, how do you got? the AFC North wide receiver groups ranked here. I like the Steelers depth too much. I know that the Bengals have their guys, but I like the Steelers better. I'm going with the Steelers. George Pickens emerges as a wide receiver one this year. You still have Deontay Johnson. Who's a great route runner. 
You have Allen Robinson, the savvy veteran, and you have Calvin Austin, a true speed threat. The Steelers are four deep at wide receiver. I like the Steelers' room overall better than I do the Cincinnati Bengals' room. Yeah, I said it. Bengals come in at two. At three, I've got the Browns. And yes, the Ravens. Again, in last Jeremy, that we're starting to see a little trend. Oh, we're going to see a trend. Roster is not as good as people think. When you look at that from top to bottom, it's not that good. Odell Beckham is not the same Odell Beckham we saw many years ago. And even then, he was overrated because he only... Uh, I, never mind. Don't let me get on that track. <laughs> I, I still want to go off on that, but Ravens got to finish in last. As Zay Flowers is unproven. I like him. I think he's going to be a good receiver for him, but unproven. You have Odell. You have Rashad Bateman has been a bust thus far into his career. And with Cincinnati, you have the addition of Elijah Moore. You still have Amari Cooper who hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. And you still have guys like Donovan Peoples Jones and Anthony Schwartz and guys who can take the top off the defense. There's some good receiver rooms in the AFC. North, yeah. and that's why. I have Baltimore at four, not necessarily a knock on them, but at the same time, they're not as good as what people think. Yeah, they're not. And they're, they're an injury risk at every level, <laughs> Yep. except for maybe Zay flowers and he's a rookie. So yep. what are you going to do Baltimore? If one of those guys um, hits the, the bench for a while, it's, it's tough. I was just looking at, we we're going through eight positions here uh, in our, in our show today. And, Either you or I or both of us have the Ravens in last place in one of in these position groups in six of eight. So yeah, this Ravens roster highly overrated by the majority of people. I believe now they're well coached. They'll probably put together a winning squad, but still, if you're comparing the rosters here, I don't think it's any contest. They probably are the worst roster in the AFC North. Um, you know, the Bengals might have a, a, a stake at that claim too. I talked about that uh, several weeks ago in an article I wrote, but I'm going to get into my rankings here for the wide receivers. I do like the Bengals first because I just think Jamar chase T Higgins. Those are two uh, wide receiver ones. Uh, Those are two top tier receivers. And yeah, I think George Pickens can get there, but um, it's unproven at this point. Um, And Deontay Johnson to me is just a really good two. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be a one in his career. So I that's why I have Bengals, Steelers, and then I have Browns. I actually like the Browns wide receiver group more than maybe the the consensus would be out there. I think Amari Cooper is a stud, a true wide receiver one, and I like Elijah more. I really do. I think he's going to play a big role in this offense, and I think Deshaun Watson is going to love targeting him in the in the middle of the field from that slot position regularly. So I like the Browns third, and then the Ravens fourth for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, they they might struggle this year. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to tight ends then, Andrew. We have a difference at the top. You've got Steelers. I've got Ravens. But then we each have the the opposite one as our number two. But why do you take the Steelers' um tight end room over over the All Pro Mark Andrews uh in in Baltimore? I think Isaiah likely and the other Baltimore tight ends behind Mark Andrews are slightly overrated. Okay. When you look at the maturity we have seen from Darnell Washington with the pads on. He didn't look that great when he first came in, but when the pads came on, he was a different player. Yeah. 
And you can see a level of maturity there. Yes, he's still raw as a receiver, but you're going to get a difference maker as a blocker from day one. And we've seen some inconsistency with Isaiah Likely, both as a blocker and as a receiver so far in his career. And for that reason, I think the two-headed monster of Muth and Washington is better than Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. It's close, yeah. and I love Mark Andrews, don't get me wrong, but I would rather take Pat Fryermuth, maybe even a little bit as a blocker, over Mark Andrews, who really they can't afford to utilize too much as a blocker because they need his ability as a receiver so often. And he's also always had the issue with the pad level gain down. Yeah. Muth has improved in that area. So for those reasons, I give the slight edge to the Steelers. And then I have Browns third over the Bengals. I, lo- I love Irv Smith's fit in Cincinnati, and we've talked about him before. I think he's going to have a great year with them. I just think that's Cleveland's depth overall in their room yeah. with Harrison Bryant, with David yes. Njoku, with their other guys they have there, I think makes their room overall a little bit better than Cincinnati, who really just has Irv Smith and nothing else. Yeah. But that that's my reasoning. The guy nobody's talking about is Jordan Akins in Cleveland, who has had yeah. a, a really good career um, overall, and he's a he's a blocking demon as well for them and a good red zone target. So he's kind of there, Darnell Washington, if you will, and then Harrison Bryant's a really good number three. Uh, I I would take him over um, Gentry in Pittsburgh for sure, um, but when you when you add in Connor Hayward to to this group as well, and I really don't consider him a tight end, but obviously he's labeled there. Um, he he's just a playmaker, a really good football player, and uh, makes plays for you wherever he's asked to. He was playing running back, playing halfback in in preseason game three against the Falcons, so now uh, he's got that in him too. I still like Mark Andrews and the Ravens. I do have a question. Is Mark Andrews an all-pro and garnering the the targets and everything he gets because the Ravens have just been so bad at wide receiver? I think that could play into it a, a little bit as well. Um, he's not he's not the greatest athlete, really. I mean, he just kind of goes out and does his job and does it well. So you can't knock him for it, but still, uh, the ped- pedigree's there. I like Isaiah Likely a lot. So that's why I went with the Ravens first. Steelers a very, very close second. If Darnell Washington comes in and plays like I think he can and can provide some stuff in the passing game, then he could leapfrog there. So I go Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals in that order. Um, so very close to to the same for that one for us. Offensive line, the Browns. We've got the Browns as the best offensive line in the division. I think that they might have the best offensive line in the league. They're, they would be in that conversation. So – no brainer there, uh, but Andrew, uh, you've got you've got a maybe a surprise team to to maybe some uh, at, at the second spot here. Uh, it was a surprise to me, but maybe not to to other people. I don't know. Tell us why you've got a specific team at number two here, and, and tell us the rest of your rankings for the offensive line. Yeah, Browns. I'm not going to talk about because I think we all agree they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Still, I'm putting Cincinnati at number two. And yes, Orlando Brown has a lot to do with it, but overall their depth, I think finally develops some this year and it's their offensive line looks interesting, but I've always liked Trey Hill coming out and they obviously Ted Karras is there as well at center. I feel like they have two guys that can play. They're competent. And then when you move to guard their depth along the interior really is not bad. Ben Brown has proven to be a really good piece that can be used really anywhere along the offensive line. Alex Kappa. He's been around Max Sharping, Cordell Volson. They have guys here that are finally beginning to show some progress. They were kind of Sharping was a little bit of a late bloomer. He was good out of the gate, then kind of slowed up a little bit. Yeah. And 
played some decent ball when he's been available. So they have options at guard. And you also have Jackson Carmen, who can play guard on the inside as well, but has the versatility to play tackle. I guess overall, they just have more versatility this year. Uh, Hakeem Adnihi from the fourth year pro out of Kansas, a guy that I really like coming out of college. Another guy who's got some versatility, he's light on his feet. His footwork's really improved since he's been in the league. And Cody Ford's a guy who we forget, he played really well as a Buffalo offensive tackle for a while. Yeah. They have him. And we're not, we haven't even talked about Orlando Brown and Jonah Williams, who are going to be the two starters at offensive tackle. So I think they have really good depth. And overall, I'll take that over a Steelers offensive line that has, that I think has the potential to be better. And by the end of the year, could very well be better. But it's going to take time for them to gel. On paper, yeah. yes, the Steelers offensive line looks better. But I think there's more continuity amongst this versatile unit in Cincinnati. Then the Steelers unit that isn't quite as versatile. They have guys in specific roles, but guys that have never played together. And I think that's going to be a big factor, especially in the beginning of the year. Maybe not so much the end, but the beginning. And then when you look at Baltimore, it's just meh across the board. They haven't added a bunch. And I, I, I'm not trying to be a Ravens hater here. It just on paper, <laughs> their roster's not that good, people. You got to be honest. I mean, if you're going to analyze this stuff, you've got to be honest and do they have a better roster than maybe half of the rest of the AFC? Sure. The Ravens probably do, but in the AFC North where it's just so tight and all four of these teams have legit playoff aspirations coming in fourth. It doesn't mean the end of the world for your team. It just means these other teams are better. And I, I agree with you um, that the Ravens have some issues. Um, I went Browns Steelers. I'm kind of taking the upside here that you mentioned in your description of the Steelers ops offensive line. I think we see it earlier than maybe most. I think Dan Moore jr. Is, is going to play really good football this year next to Isaac Sam Olive, um, who has just shown out in camp and, and, and preseason. I think he's a stud for this offensive yeah. line. Absolutely. I, I like Mason Cole. Um, I like all these guys. Um, Daniels has, has been impressive again. You don't hear his name talked about much, but this dude can move and he's still young. Um, the Steelers could have themselves a stud right guard now for a long time too, uh, because I think he's only like 24, 25 years old going into the season, same age as Kenny Pickett more or less. So I've got them second. Then I'm going with the Ravens and Bengals kind of tied here. I think that they're, they both have some similar issues, maybe a, a, a tackle for, for me in Baltimore. It's uh, Ronnie Stanley who hasn't quite been as good as, as maybe he was earlier in his career. And then Jonah Williams is, is a, a potential issue for the Bengals to me. Um, so I have them kind of similar. I, I like their depth overall, but I don't know if the starting caliber guys are, are good enough, especially, at one of the tackle positions for them to be considered uh, an offensive line on the, on the upswing. I think the Steelers are an offensive line on the rise. Uh, We haven't even talked about Broderick Jones and Nate Herbig guys that they brought in either via the draft or a free agency. Now that are going to be really good depth this year and may end up in starting roles at some point during the season. So uh, that's why I like the Steelers better there. Um, that was the offenses. Andrew, do you have kind of a just a real quick brief synopsis of the offenses? Kind of what order you'd put them in, real quick? 
offense overall, quarterback has so much to do with it. It does. It really does. That's why I'm putting Cincinnati still in first. But I do like the Steelers as that yeah. second team. If we see that leap from Kenny Pickett, I think the Steelers can be that second best offense. They have all the pieces. It just has to come together. And Steelers fans, don't lose your heads if the offense comes out of the gate a little bit slow. Yes, I mean, I'll be with you all blaming Matt Canada for poor play calling because it's very possible we see it. But I think we're going to see an improved <laughs> offense as the year goes on because there are so many new pieces. It's going to take time for this to go. It's very easy to look good in the preseason. So I think that... You put Steelers second. Oh, this is so hard. I'm going to go with Cleveland here. It's not, people aren't going to like it, but I I feel like I have to, if I'm going to put Deshaun Watson above Lamar Jackson in quarterback rankings, I think I have to put Cleveland's offense overall with that offensive line and, and Nick Chubb over a Ravens offense that just doesn't, I don't like the Baltimore vibes this year. I just don't. (laughs) They don't have a lot of pop. That's for nope. sure. I I am going to say I 100% agree with you. Um so I'm going to go I'm going to go Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Ravens. That's that's the order we end up in here. Uh despite having some some mixed opinions about the individual um position groups, we come to kind of the same conclusion about the offenses. Uh let's bust through the defense here, Andrew. I like the way you you split this up because uh it doesn't get talked about this way a lot, but defense is really we're not going to go more by position group. We're going to go by what 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 you're doing <laughs> uh, on mm-hmm. defense here. So um, well, let's start with run defense. Um, this is defensive line, linebackers. You can kind of give an idea of what of the pieces into this uh, going into this. But let's start with your rankings for which team you think is going to be the best at defending the run uh, based on the players available to them at the positions who handle that mostly. I like the Browns best overall. I think the addition of Delvin Tomlinson and Siaki Ika, they're both really going to help that run defense, which was okay, but also had its issues at times, a little bit inconsistent. I think those additions really help the interior of that offensive line. I have Cincinnati at number two. Uh, Really, I I know that DJ Reader's going to have a big impact, and they have other guys there as well. But I think something that a lot of people forget is Mike Hilton's impact. Yes. In the run game. Yes. And that is still a key here. That's why I give them the edge over the Steelers. I have the Steelers at three. You look at Keanu Benton, who's been solid so far. And he, obviously, you have Ogunjobi and Hayward who are just going to do their job. You know they're going to when they're out there and they're healthy. And I think the addition of Cole Holcomb and some of these other linebackers, Landon Roberts, the Steelers on early down should be able to be much better against the run this year than they were the past yes. couple of years. Again, I don't, I'm not being a Debbie Downer here, but the Ravens, all of their linebackers are coverage linebackers. Yeah. Trenton Simpson, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith can play the run pretty well. Yes. But Patrick Queen is not a run defender. Trenton Simpson, at this point in his career, he has the potential to become it, but he's not a run defender at this point. Coverage, I think that boosts Baltimore's coverage, no doubt. But I have concerns about their ability to stop the run. And I, I, I really do. Justin Matabuke is there, Travis Jones. Been a little bit up and down, not quite as good as I thought he was going to be coming out of Connecticut. There's some questions with this Baltimore defensive line as well. And Jeremy, you can disagree if you want to here, but I, I still am not a fan of this Baltimore defensive yeah. line. Uh, I do not disagree <laughs> at all. I think the, the Ravens front is an issue. <clears throat> I think the Ravens back end is an issue. We'll get to that later too, but Ooh. um, 
So I've got I've got Bengals first and then Browns. I probably I'm probably basing this off of uh the research I've I've done uh, prior to some of the uh free agency acquisitions of of the Browns. I they're going to be good up front. They're going to be good against the run, I think. Uh Dalvin Tomlinson is a stud. Uh, I I thought the Steelers could make a play for him this offseason. Um, that he ended up going to Cleveland, and uh, Mo Hurst has been playing good football there in Cleveland as well, looking good in, in that rotation. So, uh, I, I it's kind of a toss up to me between the Bengals and the Browns for uh, run defense. The Steelers, I think, are going to be much improved, especially in the linebacker uh, grouping, like you mentioned. And then again, yes, I don't like the Ravens, the Ravens front at all. Um, you can you can talk it about it from starters to depth it just doesn't pop for me it really doesn't so that's uh, i'm pretty much in agreement with you on this one as well the pass rush we were step for step um we have the steelers number one is it close maybe between the browns and the steelers but probably not i mean um the the tj watt miles garrett argument isn't an argument to me think tj watts better when healthy um and then i just uh, alex heisman is better than um zadari smith too <laughs> he just is yeah and nick herbig might be better than than both of those guys and the steelers just <laughs> paid alex heisman we don't Maybe. know <laughs> so uh the steelers by far and away win this one brown second you had you and i both had the Bengals third i like trey hendrickson i like uh the rookie out of clemson uh Byron Byron Murphy, right? Uh that they drafted as well uh in this in this group. And then <laughs> the Ravens. <laughs> what are you doing, Baltimore? Jadavian Clowney's gonna save your season at the edge rush position. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's let's bank on that. Why don't we? Uh, anything David to Adabos add there. That's true. He could pop this year. He really he could. could. Um he would he was really good at Michigan. I'll I'll give you that. He he really was. So uh, anything to add to that, or can we move nope. to coverage? Okay, this coverage. Andrew, we have it exactly flipped. <laughs> yep. Um, so <laughs> we're we're gonna run out of time on this show. Uh, uh, otherwise, we could dive into this a lot. We probably should have uh, headed into it a little faster. But you've got the Ravens as having the best coverage unit. I see you're probably including the linebackers in this, like you mentioned earlier. Um, I was thinking more secondary overall. Okay. Um, that's fair. But I had the Ravens dead last uh, <laughs> in coverage here. Um, but go ahead and give us your rankings and why. Um, and then I'll I'll argue, and then we'll end the show with my argument. So you can't have a rebuttal, and that'll be great. <laughs> we already mentioned my coverage, the coverage linebackers, but I I think the depth it corner is still really really good. Marlon Humphrey, when he's out there. He's still, in my opinion, one of the top three or four corners in the entire NFL. And, you know, he he's Mr. Consistent. He can play any coverage. And I when you look at other guys, I'm not a big Rocky Singh guy, but even guys like Corey Mayfield, if they make the roster, they're going to provide solid depth. Ronald Darby. If they make the roster. <laughs> if they should make the roster. If Baltimore mm. is smart. Jalen Armour Davis has become a solid corner for them. They have pieces, guys that can play inside or out. And at safety, you still have Kyle Hamilton. And Ardarius Washington, Geno Snow, they they have some depth at safety. And obviously, 
the linebackers. Yeah. There's a lot there to unpack. I'm not even going to get into the rest because I just want to hear your argument, and then we're probably going to call it a show. But yeah. Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, that's how it is in coverage in the AFC North. I've got Browns, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, the exact reverse of it. The Browns have a lot of pieces in that secondary. Um, I'm not super sold on their safety group, but I like their corners a lot. Greg Newsome, um, uh, Ward, uh, they're, they're all – they're really good. I think that uh, they've got some good depth there. Uh, Steelers, I think, with Joey Porter Jr., if he comes in strong, I think this is a really good coverage group. Um, yep. And I like, obviously, Mika Fitzpatrick is one of the best coverage safeties out there and uh, a true ball hawk. Um, I like two players on the Ravens. I like Marlon Humphrey if he's healthy, and that's an injury he's got that could be trouble for him all season long. And I like Kyle Hamilton. And I don't love Kyle Hamilton. I just like Kyle Hamilton. So that's why I have them in last. Personnel-wise, they scare me a little bit. They could be rough there, too. Um, And then the Bengals, it's just a lot of new faces. By the end of the year, this Bengals team could absolutely be the best coverage, have the best coverage unit, the best secondary in this division. Um, It's going to – a lot of it's going to rely on Dax Hill. Um, and Nick Scott, I believe is their other safety, that safety group, um, their growth and development here is going to be huge for the Bengals. So I could see them making that leap, but right now I've got it reversed, but Andrew, I think we've, we kind of covered it here. Give us real quick. Then, uh, who, who's your, who's your top defensive unit to your worst? Just real quick, run them off top defensive unit. Overall, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cleveland. Ooh. No, I can't do that. Oh, I'm going to go Steelers. Yes, sir. That's it. Steelers, so. Steelers one, Browns two, yep. Bengals three, and Ravens four. Yes, sir. That's it. That's yes. exactly it. We, <laughs> we can end on a happy note. We sure can. All right. Hey, it's been fun. Andrew, we always have fun doing the show. Don't miss next week's show. It's the big prediction show. Yep. It was a lot of fun last year. Do not miss it. The Steelers fix. We'll be back next Tuesday. It's been fun. Have a good week.